This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today is Saturday, which means my wife is here. Hello. Hello. You've been here a lot more, though. You come in more. I like this. Yeah. Kind of. Sometimes you're mean. I'm not mean. Bitchy. Nope. Yeah, not not to you. We had this discussion before we went on air. I just, like, you get this thing in your head where if I don't say something exactly how you think I should say it, or look at you how you are wanting to be looked at in that moment, all of a sudden I'm grumpy. It's not true. That's in your own, in your head. I'm fine. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> you're, you're fucking incredibly adequate for me. It's it's <laughs> the most impactful thing. I'm glad I asked you that about dinner last night, and you were like, "Dinner was so very adequate, honey. Thank you." Well, like, yeah, what? I want to compliment you. <laughs> That's like the the highest praise I get now is, "Yeah, it's pretty pretty damn adequate. Thanks." Man, you have to learn something. You got to set a bar at a place that they're always striving to try to try to just raise up to it right if, if you tell her it was amazing then like she's she's reached the pinnacle you gotta that backhanded compliment is super healthy for uh <laughs> long-term stability uh-huh but all, all this leads into today's topic which is something feels off ah. right and and something feeling off in your relationship i know that we're not the only ones occasionally right some more than others where just something feels off on the communication basis. Something feels off on the sexual side of your relationship. Yeah. Something feels off on where you want the relationship to go. Something feels off on the way that you value time. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there's all these different variables that all go into building what I deem to be a healthy relationship. And for me, lately, I don't want to get too personal. I don't think it's necessarily beneficial <clears throat> for everybody, but our intimacy had been off for a long time. Yeah. Right? Not like, like- I mean, not like horrible, not like we weren't having sex. It just wasn't our normal. We're a pretty frequent type of couple. Agreed. (laughs) When things are going the right way. Right. But for a long window of time, things weren't going the right way. Right. Well, you you just like, you you just did a shoulder shrug. Yeah, I mean, it just wasn't, I mean, it wasn't quite lining up. Yeah, but we call it what it is. It's it's because my, my... Twig and giggle berries wasn't raising. It wasn't rising the occasion. <laughs> okay, I, didn't, I wasn't sure if you were going to be putting that out there, but I don't care. It's truthful. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like we didn't want to have sex. We just your your equipment wasn't quite up to par. Well, that's messed up. My equipment's always up to par. <laughs> oh, no, you just said. It just didn't work. It's always like, it's like oh. having a Corvette in the garage that okay. doesn't run. It doesn't mean it's a bad car. <laughs> Jesus, my my ego is fragile. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, your dick wasn't working. Oh, my. It wasn't. <laughs> Mentally, it was. We were laying in bed, and I wanted a Mentally, piece of that action. Mentally, yes, of course. But that doesn't really get the job done mentally. <laughs> it did not translate into physical action. No. And so that part of our life started feeling off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For, what, four, six weeks maybe? Yeah, probably. It wasn't like a crazy long period of time, but enough for us. Yeah, I mean, our that our, our intimacy level has always been, I'll say almost like the easiest part of our relationship. Yeah. Like consistently consistent. Yep. Like, uh, Agreed. Like we ha- we have frequent sex. Our sex life is healthy. It's it's never been an issue. That's never been one area of lack. Correct. Yeah. We're like a, we're like a, at least a once a day family. Yes. Until it goes on to like once a week. Yeah. There. Were, yeah. When your situation was happening, it was 
you know, <laughs> once, maybe twice a week, which is very low for us. My, Mom, si- my Mama situation. Was hurting. <laughs> my situation. My my my. God bless it. I don't even know. <laughs> my face is red. I can feel it. This is super uncomfortable, but it's all truthful, right? I, I share everything on here. And so I started going through like the checklist, right? Like first, first and foremost, we we talked about it, right? Because the story gets built in my head of like literally, I know we're going to bed. And there's almost an internal amount of anxiety that starts yeah. raising in me that I'm not verbalizing because, I'm like, man, I. I I want to have sex. I want. I want to show my wife how much I care about her, how attractive I find her. But I know when we lay down, there's just it's going to be sleepy time for me, <laughs> and it's not because I'm taking sleep sleep medicine. It's not because we're going to bed late. It's just because I'm exhausted and my sexual function is not working. Right. So, with that feeling off, we had to start talking about it to start with. Yeah, and normal things, right? Like, hey, are are you feeling okay? One. You're still attracted to me, right? Well, that <laughs> was a big one. Yeah, that was a huge one, right? Because we've we've always had a healthy sex life. There's never been any part where it's like you know we we go for a, a quote unquote dry spell for a week, and so I mean I look and feel the same that I always have. So I you know I knew that it wasn't going to totally be me, but you just got to check in, say hey you know you still think I'm hot, right? <laughs> you're still trying to smash on a regular basis, correct? Yeah, and I told you you're super phenomenally adequate for me. Like, exactly. It's really decent Again, to see you Again, gentlemen, set that, set that bar. Yeah, I mean, you want to tell your your spouse, your girlfriend, significant other, whatever. She's adequate looking. Yeah, she's super decent at, at times. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. No, but so we started with that conversation, right? Hey, this is making me feel a little bit funny because usually you're all over me. And you've not really been initiating anything. And so I'll try to initiate stuff and then it doesn't work. And then it makes me feel like, okay, what's going on with him? Maybe he doesn't find me attractive. And then the other side of it is, what do I do to help him so that he doesn't get anxiety and performance freak about the fact that it's not working right, right? I wanted to be able to support you, but not make you feel bad. Which I appreciated. So we have these conversations, and typically it's after the act doesn't take place. Like we're laying in bed, and I'm like, man, lights are out. Now the dogs are in the bed. (laughs) I'm sitting there, I'm like super frustrated with myself. I'm like, no, I I promise it's not you. It's me, right? How many of us have said that before? Oh, yeah. It's not you, it's me. But it really was. Right. It just wasn't working. And so me being the, the analytical test all the variables type of guy, I'm like, okay. I got it. Sometime in the next day, I'll look at porn. Like, I'll just see. Right. And you told me about this after yeah, the fact. But like, yeah, you told me. Let me let me just see if there's something that I can look at that I'm like, man, this, this will get it going. Done. Nothing. It's like pointless. <laughs> like, I'm looking. Right. And, and men, let's let's be honest. We all have, like, either the pages or the people or the, the acts or the, the things that we right. typically would look at and be like. What's your go-to? That, that would be the deal. Yeah. Zero. I'm like, huh, this is really strange now. Like it's not it's not my wife not being attractive and porn's not making it happen. It's gotta be something inside. So until my default went back to like, I know, let me just take a bunch of steroids. Yeah. I'm cool with it, right? Because back then, like, I didn't have any GI issues, my life felt better, <laughs> I felt like more of a man, and I showed up like more of a man in the sack. Yes. Wins everywhere. Big wins. Yep. But not so much for the long-term health side of things. 
No, and we already established that you have high blood pressure, which can affect and have issues with ED. And you're looking at me and shaking your head, and he gets all huffy and puffy when I mention the blood pressure. But he's talked about it before. He's post about it. But yet he just ignores the fact that it's there. I love the fact of you saying that I ignore that it's there. When was the last time you took your blood pressure? I don't need to take it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. I mean, do you hop on the scale every day to see if you gain or lose weight? You probably do. I don't. No, I don't. However, if you can't remember the last time that you took it, how do you know if what you are trying to implement is having an effect? Drop us a message, social media, email, whatever, wherever you feel compelled. When the last time is you consistently took your damn blood pressure. Yes, you, the listener, is not normal. Normal people don't take their blood pressure all the time. No, but a, a majority of people that either have high blood pressure or are on medication for it will take it at home and have a monitor. Yeah, but I am not diagnosed because I refuse to go to, to, go a, to doctor. a doctor. Exactly. I mean, I, we just go round in circles here. But the bottom line is you have high blood pressure. It's been proven for a machine we have at home. And you fucking ignore it. And then you're just, you know, oh, I'm going to take some red yeast and I'm going to take something else and it'll be fine. And But you don't recheck it to follow up to make sure that those things that you have implemented to fix it, that those things are working. Well, it's like the picture, the meme that goes around. <laughs> is that true or no? Right. With the, with no, the, no. With the, is that true or is that not true? With what? I didn't pay attention to you. That is not. That is not true. I, it is. I wasn't really paying attention. You implemented stuff to bring down your blood pressure. Yes yeah, or no? Correct. And after you implemented those things for a few weeks consistently, mm -hmm. you did not recheck your blood pressure to see if what you had implemented was having an effect, good or bad. That is not a true statement. Okay but you can't remember when the last time you took your blood pressure was? Uh, sometime between two and three weeks ago. Okay. Right, I mean, I can. We brought this up uh, better part of seven, eight weeks ago when I first brought brought to our attention, right, sometime before Christmas. Started taking steps. Went to Ryan Moran's mastermind. Yep. That was down in, in Texas, the first mm -hmm. week of December. That's where the red yeast stuff came from. Yep, and I'd yep. already been taking things before that. Took the red yeast, retested it, was down to... Uh, like 132 over 68, something like that. Yep. Down from 154. Right. Increased my water intake, increased my leafy greens, increased my fruits and vegetables, increased my cardiovascular activity. I like did a bunch of stuff. I just haven't donated blood yet. Yeah. Why well, it got brought up because erectile dysfunction and high blood pressure are linked. Certainly, but we can also assume, I know what assuming will do, that when I was taking four grams of anabolics a, a, a week and my blood pressure had to be like 180 over 120, <laughs> like I would, sure. I would sit up out of bed and my face would turn red. Like you could see my pulse like beating in my forearm as I was sitting here not moving. Like it's true. I had no problem <laughs> with sexual function or anything proving that I was not getting adequate blood flow. That that part is very true. Yes. I don't know why, why we went on such a tangent there, but we did. I, I get all sensitive about your blood pressure because I love you and I don't want something to happen to you. Sure. Excellent. I don't want anything to happen to me either. <laughs> but we go through this 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 test, right? We go through the the checklist, the, the checklist, the porn. It's not that's not helping. My wife doing crazy things. That's not helping. 
No matter what she's showing up, and it's not helping. Steroids yeah, might help, but probably not a good long-term solution. Right. And so I started poking around more and realized, like, I'm not doing anything on the diet side of things to really help omega-3 versus omega-6. I'm not having enough leafy green vegetables. I'm not having enough, like, flax. Like, there's all these things that I could do that are more holistic, naturopathic. Like, I don't know the right terminology yeah. for it. And so all of a sudden I go from the powdered greens that I was drinking to, like, i got to get back on spinach. i got to do kale. i got to do yep. blueberries and whatever the hell the other things are. Cherries. Cherries, yeah. Flaxseed and... Chia seeds and all of it. All the stuff. And after five or six days... Ta-da! Elvis is back in the building. He didn't leave. He's back. <laughs> the, the, the bishop shows up and takes off his robe. Yes. Everybody's really ready to play. Yeah, it was... Uh, honestly, it just came back around this week. Well, last no, week, too. No, that's up. Yeah, it was before you left for the horse show. Yeah, it was before I left. I was just super ready for you to come home from yeah, the horse you show. Were you were gone from Thursday to Sunday. I, know, I, I didn't talk to you. On yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you keep talking. I'm going to use that the That was restroom. awesome. Oh, now he's got to pee. Yes. So <laughs> as he's leaving me in the studio alone again, that's okay. You I've, got one by yourself. I know. I, I flew this solo once before. No, but he, he started to implement things that, you know, maybe is a little off the beaten path, right? All the greens and the spinach and the blueberries and all that kind of good stuff and things started to change around so that we could have a little more conversation about maybe how to implement those things long term so he doesn't fall in the backswing of course my first my first thing I said to him was please don't go grab the bottle of steroids you all have heard the story of what happened the last time things weren't working in the bedroom situation and he jabbed himself in each leg with uh, some kind of testosterone and end up with a huge abscess and a massive infection. So I was very proud of him for going through some kind of a step, making sure that he was paying attention to what he was doing for himself and for us and finding some kind of actual solution so that, you know, we can go along and continue our normal activity in life together, so to speak. So we had... Then more conversations about how things maybe felt off or didn't feel off. No different than in your life. Where is it that something feels a little bit off in your relationship? Where you're maybe not talking about it. Just like Brian was coming into the bedroom, getting a little bit of anxiety about what may or may not happen. And he kind of swallowed it for a while until we had to talk about the elephant in the room. Welcome back, sweetheart. What were we swallowing? I said, jeez, <laughs> oh, it really wasn't a good <laughs> good time for you to come back in. Ah, you swallowed your anxiety a little bit rather than communicate with me the first couple of times that happened. First couple of times that felt off. Oh, my gosh, my microphone's. This, this episode is just a shit show. Oh we're all God, over the place. My microphone just fell. There we go. Because you hit it and then you touch it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it happens. No, but how you didn't address what was off at first and it kind of gave you more anxiety about what was going on and then it made me feel that energy so it made me feel a little bit off and what was going on but there's areas that that happens all over relationships yeah i mean no man wants to fly their flag at half mast no <laughs> that's that's how it was yeah right it started with the downhill slide of like i was showing up to the party 
just not all the way. <laughs> right? <laughs> Call it what it was. Yeah, it wasn't. It was just halfsy. I was there, just not all the way there. <laughs> <laughs> and then magically, my balls, my balls packed up their my their suitcase and left. It was just <laughs> there's just nothing going on. But now that we've completely covered my sexual dysfunction, this also <laughs> trickles into things feeling off, like just energetically. Yeah, and that's what I was just getting into while you were peeing. Thank you. Yeah. And to me, when you are in tune with your partner enough, you literally just start to pick up on if they feel off. Oh, yeah. Instantly. And it's it's random little things, even in behaviors or actions routines that are off like you just feel their energy when they walk in the room if they're tense about something if they're anxious about something or if they're genuinely full of love and happiness and and bubbly like those are all things that you read about somebody when you are connected to them spend time with them and communicate with them yeah and it's not only in relationships with your partner right it's with other people as well like i had a call this afternoon with an incredible one of my clients, right? Non-scheduled call. Mm-hmm. That was, she reached out about, it doesn't even matter what. And like, I, I just know her well enough. I'm like, nope, uh-uh. Like, <laughs> bullshit. Something's I off, call bullshit. Something's off somewhere completely different than what you're telling me. And I, I, there's like this audible, awkward silence. Like, it, it's like palatable. And then all of a sudden it's like word vomit. Like, yep, <laughs> here's all this stuff. That blah, blah, blah. And then we we unpackage it together. Right. And what's crazy is how often the when we have things going on in our life that we don't present the original issue. Like we're going to beat around the bush. We don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. We're, we're not going to talk about the things that are tough to talk about. We're going to yeah. talk service level. Like People don't want to be judged. Mm-hmm. They don't want to th- have somebody else think that they're – thoughts, opinions, feelings are wrong. And then they're afraid of what the reaction might be. I mean, we obviously know that the judgment fear is there, but what what is the reaction? And then how are they going to take it? Like you go through this mental and subconscious checklist and you don't even realize you do it. So you tell something completely different because you've already told yourself a story in your head about what the reaction from the other person is going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's usually way freaking worse than what actually happens. Oh, it always is. Like 99.9% of the time, it's way worse in your head than it ends up becoming. Right. But there's also the other side of this. And this is more, to me, friendship than relationship. But sometimes when things feel off, it's an energetic sign to me that that person needs to be removed. Like not not play on the roster anymore. Yeah. But how long, how long do you let something like that go on before you remove them from the roster? Because... Everybody has off days, grumpy days, great days, shitty days. Yeah, I think it's when you start feeling that consistent lack of alignment. Right, where they start just draining your energy rather than your, your cup's not getting filled as much as you're pouring in. Yeah, and even if you're not getting your cup poured into it all, it's at some point, it's, it's tough to put a, a, a general statement on a timetable. Right. Right, we have a, a friend that, is going down a path that you don't necessarily enjoy that same path, right? You might have enjoyed that path even a month ago or a week ago, but all of a sudden you're like, I don't really like that path. And you don't know why and it doesn't make any sense to you because that path wasn't a bad path. You just don't like it right now. Yeah. 
And so instead of trying to walk side by side with them based off the fact that you have been in their life for a long time, it's okay to pause. Man, I've been through that. Right? We don't have to kick people out, but the fact of like, okay, like honor yourself, keep walking on the path you're heading yep. down. I'm going to keep walking down my path or just pause and kind of see what you got going on. And after you see what somebody has going on, you can make the assessment, right? Just because someone's been in your life for a long time doesn't mean they have to be there forever. Yes. Like I think quite often in relationships, dating relationships and friendship relationships, we mistake somebody knowing us for a long time for them being the right person to be in our life. I've also made that mistake. It's not that inherently people are good or bad. Like we just grow. And if we don't grow and evolve at the same rate and pace or same direction as our partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, friend, life gets super uncomfortable. Right. Right. Things start to feel off very quickly. Right. The alignment's not there. And that was one of the, I can't say tough things for you and I because our communication's always been so good. But as I went like full speed ahead as I always do into pretty much everything in life, (sighs) super quick start on the Colby Index, which if you're a client of mine or ours, you'll you'll get to know what that is. Yes. Like instantly run as I go personal development, as I go getting all the stuff worked out that I possibly can into optimizing yeah, and my you life. you've been that way for as long as I have known you. Been that way my entire life. Like I don't remember a time I wasn't like that. But all of a sudden I go on this like rapid expansion, like I'm just running 100 miles an hour. And you're just hanging out. And not that hanging out was bad. Right by that time I'm like, holy shit. Like I'm looking back like, you're going to start running? You're going to start running? Like, Come on, let's go. And but you're not running. Like you're not even walking. Like you're not even crawling. At that point, you're just seeing how long it's going to be before I fuck it up and switch directions again. Well, and that's really what it was, right? I, you've you have been so many things and had so many different paths since the day that I met you that I was waiting for the burnout because you jump on something. Typically, you would jump on something and get really into it and go hard at it and learn all you can. And then it was like the cat who had the little catnip mouse toy dangled in front of it and it was going to the left and you're you're going to the right and you'd see it and go, oh yeah, let me go over here and see what that is. And not as in like an ADD way, it was just you like to learn, like to, to do new things and you would jump into something and then forget about what was on the other side. Think about the whiteboard in our in our office. Yeah. Like how many times all these grand master plans had been written down for all these things. And then there was always a pivot. Yeah, what's incredible is like now I know why. So it's so interesting <clears throat> I mean, to it see just... what I was then versus now. Because like you're, you're saying exactly right. We had a white, we have a whiteboard in our home office. I can remember a multitude of times, like every, not every year, right? It was consistent. Like, here's the opportunity. Here's the potential partnership. Here's what it is. Here's the work I have to put into it. Here's the money it should make. I now, from my current perspective, realize why those opportunities didn't work the right way because Mm -hmm. they didn't align with my purpose at all, which is a whole nother conversation for another show. Like, I was chasing money thinking it was going to fix something that wasn't really broken. Right. Like, because I had experienced immense abundance and then complete lack, like, I thought money was going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. Like, right. At all. And not only did it not make me happy, many of those business partnerships or relationships were so misaligned with what my core values were that, like, I was always 
having to operate in this like dual nature, right? Mm-hmm. Between honoring the man I want to be, honoring the man I should be, honoring the man that I am. And then like, well, there's this other like kind of gray side. I don't like the gray side. It doesn't have to be gray side. Mm-hmm. But the way my mind worked trying to chase a million dollars because that was all that mattered, I was like, eh, I, I can tiptoe back and forth. Mm-hmm. Can't tiptoe back and forth. No, and especially like in, in this with the with the coaching and, and the growth path and all that, I wasn't sure how long the train was going to run. And so it wasn't that I didn't want to run with you. It just was I didn't want to get whiplash from when it changed directions. But you finally settled in your purpose. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to start running. Like, I get it. I see it. The change is there. I get, I, I'm, I'm liking what I see. I can do this too. And I had already had, you know, people I was leaning into and mentors and all that. But I just hadn't quite gone down the, the rabbit hole as quickly as you did. That's fair. What's super interesting is that, like, man, my mind is all over the place. It's not really. It all ties together. So work with me here for a second. I now have a different perspective, right? We have the life optimization test dot mm-hmm. com. You can go to. You can take this assessment. It's massively long. It's painful. But at the end, you get this incredible gift. It's so awesome. And, like, I see it now because I can refer back to my score. And, like, my industriousness and my intellect is almost off the chart. Like, and if you take the test and the assessment, you'd know what that means. But essentially – my ability to see something, try to figure it out, and then implement it is very, very, very high. Coupled with the fact that my complex problem-solving ability is very, very high. Mm-hmm. So I combine those two together. When I would start running in a direction, I would run that way until I felt like I had climbed past the group of people that had brought me into that environment. And then I would feel stuck because my mind is not wired in such a way that I like being around people that have a lower intellect than I do. Not for long periods of time. Not in a mentorship, not in like a co-working space. I realize that we're all on our own path, right? This is not so much of an elitist mindset. It's just a fact of understanding now how my mind works and why it was working that way. So I look back at my life. I would run a million miles an hour in a direction, learn everything I could, grow as fast as I could, and then not consistently seek out mentors to level up what I knew. Right. It was like, okay, this person A brings me in. I'm going to work side by side with person A. I'm going to ask for all the books, all the resources, all the knowledge. I'm going to assimilate that very quickly, like way faster than most people do. And then I feel stuck. And then I start picking apart like, well, this guy doesn't do this stuff and he's living a life in a way that I don't really want to live. And like there's all these deficiencies now. So I've learned the skill set, but now I'm picking apart the person. And then it's like, okay, I got to pivot. I got to go somewhere else because this doesn't feel right anymore. (laughs) And I keep doing this over and over and over again. Yes, you do. I completely just passed gas in the studio, like audible. So if you heard that, (laughs) that's what that was. Welcome to my life. (laughs) This is how we get down here, 15 minutes of freedom, (laughs) at least on a Saturday, which is really a Friday because we're behind the eight ball again. But with the personal development path, what has happened was, you know, entry point in, new stimulus, new stimulus, new stimulus, Mm -hmm. psychology, neuroplasticity, biohacking like there's there's these veins that I keep getting to run down yes that are allowing me to always feel more and more stimulated and then feel more holistically full as a person because I'm able to share the information correct right something Lindsay and I both teaches 
you know, you have to basically teach what you learn because if you, you don't teach it, you don't know it. And if you don't know it, you can't live it. And if you have done any of the programs, you've heard that a thousand times. And you will hear it a thousand more times yep. because something changes literally proven inside of your brain. When you try to remember something and have to instruct somebody else, it makes it more deeply rooted in your subconscious. Like yes. there's, there's actual studies shown to prove this. And the fact, selfishly, I want to impact 125 million people's lives. So, like, when you like what I'm saying on the show, and you're like, oh, that's really cool, and then you go share it with three people, I think that counts for me. Like, I take your one listening ear, and now it turns into three or four. There you go. I own it. <laughs> I'm okay with it, right? These are also things I used to run from. Yep. Like, I want to make an impact. Cool. Own that. I'm a phenomenal coach. Killing it, babe. Fuck that. I'm going to own that. I'm going to change you. your life, right? Like, it's like... Why would I run from any of this stuff? That's right. All from this test. It's yeah, all from the, the assessment. The, te the test is, is a phenomenal tool. But this also goes into why things can feel off. Oh, yeah. Which is a unique thing, right? I've had a couple. We've had a few couples take the test. Yes. We're in the process of some couples training right now. And to see test results come in, like it now becomes very black and white obvious on why, what their issues are and why they're not on the same path and why things fell off, yes. Yeah, because you know, if depending on the variables of all the things that we read and go over, if you're way apart and you're not both willing to work to shorten that gap down, there's a massive likelihood that the relationship's not gonna work. Yes. Including friendships, right? Like, it sounds so cliche or maybe so awkward to you, but in a perfect world, everybody would take the same assessment so you could just see like, how much better would the game of life be if you just knew you were playing with 20 people that thought like you did? Mm -hmm. Like, you enjoyed being around all the time. You would never have to feel like something's off. But that's not the reality right now. It's not where we're at. It's what we're trying to build. We're going to get there. Because as I have your assessment, I can start introducing you to new people that think like you do. Right. But that's where our group training comes in, right? You, you get all of the tests lined up. You get the same you know, group of people that think the same way you do, that have the same issues, not issues, but things that they want to build up and work on and grow from. And then it builds a community where you're able to do that freely and you're running alongside people that are like you. Certainly. And that sounds awesome to me. Well, no question. What's interesting too is something feels off in ourselves. Right, it's something that I have to feel off with your partner. Like there's times I wake up where it just feels off with myself. Mm -hmm. There's something inside of 94% of the people, I'm making that up, probably 90% of the people have taken this assessment, where you literally feel like you're playing this game alone. Like you wake up and you feel like no one understands what you're going through. Like the only person you have to download this stuff to is your partner and it's actually not a healthy thing to have that be your only release valve. Right. I sometimes feel things feel off to me as a sign that you're destined for a change. Mm -hmm. I don't want this to be a pitch fest to get you to do something with us, but all these levels of awareness and understanding allow you to live a life that you actually enjoy. Right, sure, this is a Saturday episode, so there's a good chance you just like hearing Liz and I banter back and forth, <laughs> and it's funny to you, and you laugh, and you chuckle along, and you like tap your friend on the shoulder like, these dumbasses, like, I get it. There's a good chance, though, if you're listening to this, that you listen because something doesn't feel in alignment. Like in your life, there's just something that's like, eh, I wish this was a little better. I had that experience with a woman at the gym this morning. 
What you talking about, Willis? Where I saw her up upstairs working out, and she just looked sad. Like, I just got that. I'm an empath, right? We've talked about this before. I can just read people. And she just had this, like, I'm miserable energy. And I saw her in the locker room. And she, you know, had a locker that was, I don't know, a few down from mine or whatever. And her face was red like she had been crying. And it was just like one of those moments where I said, hey, I don't know what's going on for you today. But whatever it is, it's okay. You can own it. And if you need to sit and cry in a corner, I'm going to stand here and no one's going to come in. And she just lost her shit. She just needed, uh, like, she needed permission to feel, permission to be okay, permission to cry or own whatever it is was going on. And it's none of my business. I don't want it. But she just needed somebody at at some time. And I think a lot of people like that need something, right? They know something's off. They're dealing with something. They can't put a finger on what it is, but they need permission or somebody to tell them, hey, like, it's okay. You can own this. And there's a way out. So you didn't like stop until she was fucked up. Well, no, I'm not. I don't even. I don't even know the woman's name. I just felt like like I could see it on her face, and I could feel it in her energy that like she really was in a shitty place, and she just needed somebody to be like, "Hey, I see you. You are not alone. Get it out." You, you've grown so much. <laughs> It's and true. you tried to tell me I was grumpy. I was so nice today. <laughs> right, but like the Lindsay of four and a half years ago, you might have secretly hopped in the car and been like, man, that was this crazy chick inside the locker room that was losing her shit. <laughs> man, fuck that. I don't want... <laughs> no, I just put my hand on her shoulder. I'm like, I see you. It's okay. I'm like, glad it happened in the women's locker room because it happened in the men's locker room. <laughs> there's a good chance that the old man would have had no pants on as he put his hand on my shoulder and I would have turned around and got a face full of old man wiener. <laughs> That happens like literally all the time in the men's locker room. <laughs> I gotta make this a little lighter. Just all, like it just happens that way. I, I mean, women walk around naked in the women's locker room all the time. It's uh, and maybe it's different. Maybe it's the same, right? To me, it's different when you got an old man that like you can physically hear his testicles smack against his <laughs> oh, knees babe. when he's walking. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're hitting his knees. Like you look down and it's like a punching bag for a small child. I can't wait to see your balls like that when we're old. They're not gonna be that way. I am not too vain to get ball surgery to make sure they. Is stay that a thing? High That's not a thing. If not, we need to patent that. It's just, <laughs> it's just a, a, a skin tuck, right? Just cut out some of the extra skin, pull them up high and tight. Oh, high and tight. It's like a fade for your nutsack. Oh wow, <laughs> we went way off topic on that one. I mean, I guess some women could use it too, right? They have like well, they have labia reconstruction. That's yeah, been out for a long time. Yeah, they have the vagina. Re- what is it called? Rejuvenation. Vaginal, vaginal, vaginal rejuven- rejuvenation. Yeah. Outstanding. Because I'm gonna not say that. <laughs> not, no. Come on. No, just move on. You can't. That's not the way we play this game here. <laughs> because uh, you're in the studio. No. Nope. How many times have you said like just big old meat curtains flapping in the wind? <laughs> I just get this horrible visual, and luckily I've never seen that in the women's locker room. But <laughs> that's the sound. That's the sound of the meat curtains flapping in the wind. My eyes are watering because you say that all the time about meat curtains, and it just it just strikes me super funny. I just had never heard that until you so many years ago. When you said something about balls touching knees, all I thought about was meat curtains flapping around. <laughs> Man, 
Something certainly feels off now. We have went way, way, way off. I would like to apologize, but it would not be sincere because this is our life and this is how it works. This is literally how we operate all the time. But I think this is how everybody sh- should feel like they can operate with their partner, right? It would, you communicate when you talk about when things are off, when you openly share, free of judgment. Right? Like This is, to me, the way that our lives are supposed to be lived. Yeah. Like I've had, if I say that, it sounds weird, but plenty of partners before, right? We've dated people. You dirty motherfucker. I can't help it. <laughs> but yes. I can certainly count all them on the people's hands and feet in this room. There's three of us. Fucked up, babe. <laughs> I'm bringing. I'm saying that because I mean I have had two sexual partners in the last 15 plus years. That doesn't count for the fact that you had 112 before then. That is not true. 110. No. 98. Not even close. 120. No. Wrong direction. Whoa, whoa. No. Lindsay's na- nickname in high school was Huffy. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> she was a town bicycle. Everybody said I've always been like the one, the one monogamous, one relationship monogamous kind of girl. I've never had multiple boys, boyfriends, or slept with multiple people. I just always had the same guy for a long time. Well, yeah. I mean, like a week or two. That is, uh, that's okay too. You're such a motherfucker. It's not true. I, it's okay. I'm not mad at it. I mean, if I hoed around, I would totally own it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It just wasn't me. Thankfully. <laughs> But it has a big meat curtain. Your meat curtain would have been huge. <laughs> Walked into that one. I did. I took you I right down the path. I saw it. As soon as I said it, I'm like, motherfucker's going to get me with it. And you did. That's right. Good for you, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish that Doug would get this earlier because I would love to see the emoji he would come up with for the balls and the meat curtains. I would, If there's a chance for that and you get to see this on Instagram or YouTube, <laughs> I would love it, Doug. When you edit this, if you could put like Arby's, we have the meats, oh, <laughs> like stamped across. They that. probably have that. Oh, I'm sure they have. We oh, have the meats for sure. It's perfect. Oh my god. I know. I mean, I don't know how to wrap up this episode no, because we are we've everywhere. We're all over the place. It's probably went long. I just enjoy sitting here and bullshitting about crazy shit with you. Yeah, it's fun on a Friday night. Like I, I enjoy hanging. Yeah, I good. hope you guys enjoyed hanging with us today because <laughs> we, we I don't know if we provided any value, but damn, did we have a good time. Yeah, basically when something feels off, address it. Yeah. Like take take honest stock for yourself, right? When start doing, there's like an internal checklist. Like why why do I feel off right now? Is something with the external situation I'm involved in? Is it something internal? Then test the validity of that, right? Like, okay, I think it's me. Okay, well, what could cause that in myself? Is it? something that you've done recently, right? To me, it's a little things. You had two or three glasses of wine the night before. There's a good chance you feel differently midday today because of that, and you're not even thinking about that. It's, has your diet been different the past couple of days? Has your sleep pattern been different? Like, It could be something as simple as that. It could be something as complicated as the fact that your intuition telling you that your significant other's an, an asshole, like I used to be. Yep. Right? That was <laughs> oh, I got you on that so many times. So many times. That's, that's kind of messed up. I remember like two or three. You say so many. You only brought it up to me two or three times. You probably knew every day. Yeah. Huh. Well, there was that too, right? I mean, whatever. You knocked off my train of thought. Take us home. Just you forgot to wrap this up. <laughs> I, I'm giving up for today. <laughs> and he's out. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. I'm so sorry. So I guess the best way to wrap this up, and I don't really have a good segue for all of that, is if something feels off, address it. 
make sure that you're being true to who you are. And every day, you'll be able to get shit done. <laughs>